On this episode of Destroy the Shield Generator, James asks, why are droid control centers always in their heads? Why do droids even have heads? And is R2-D2 a murderer? Plus, a brand new segment we're calling the Jedi Mind Trick, where we ask a hypothetical question about the Star Wars timeline and discuss all the possible alternate history that would take place. All that and more, starting now. So here's a legitimate question I have watching the Clone Wars. Yeah. And I didn't have it until the Clone Wars, although it's something that's so obvious mm-hmm. and so in your face that it changes the entire prequel trilogy. Yes. Or what I've learned is called the PT. Correct. Only in writing, because nobody actually says the phrase PT, right? No, no. Yeah. Except for like you I, just now. So I'm now going to adopt it all the time and be like, yeah, when we talk about the PT, the OT, or the ST. Yeah. Um, so that's what it is now. So it forever changes the way that I will watch the, the prequel trilogy for sure. the PT, as they call it. So they're in these battles fighting against droids. Yes. Manufactured droids. Manufactured. In a, and, like machines. Yeah, they're machines. Why do the manufacturers design the droids to have heads? And, and what I mean by that, <laughs> what I mean by that is they give them heads where, like, that's where their control center is. Like, they don't have brains, right? But that's the control center. Yeah. So it's like, if I want to kill any creature, which I don't, <laughs> but the first thing I'm going to go for is their head. Because yeah. it's just a, a known thing that if you want to kill something, you sever the brain from its body. Yes. Why do the manufacturers of the droids say... Let's put that control center in the head. Why don't we just put it in their elbow or their right. knee? Or why don't we put it something in, in some place different every single time? Right. So first order of business here. First things first. You know I'm popping open Wikipedia. <laughs> no. Okay. So here's, here's the thing. First of all, they're not called control centers. That's the name of Apple's, you know, menu when you want to change the brightness on your iPhone. Okay. Um, there are other things there too. Let me just run through all of them so that you, so <laughs> no, that you are satisfied. That is terrible podcasting. You are terrible podcasting. Okay. Uh, <laughs> in this is Wikipedia Canon. Uh, it's called a pro- a processor. A processor was a part of the Droid that did most of the data processing, controlling, and performing all of its operations. Now, like a previous segment on this show, I'm going to read the first sentence, because this is a two-sentence long article. Okay? Sentence one, I just did. A processor was the part of a droid that did most of the data processing, controlling, and performing all of its operations. James, what is the second sentence of this article? The processor is located exclusively in the head of every droid. Okay, you were close. (laughs) <laughs> stop this the correct answer was that EV99 was known to torture her fellow droids until their processors blew that is quite a leap there yeah 
How does that even happen? Yeah. E- by the way, uh, EV99 um, is... Do I know EV99? Yeah. Uh, it's in episode four. That's the one in the sand crawler that, like, puts the gonk droid's feet on, like, the burnt, like, the, the heat thing. Oh! Yeah. And that's when that that trash can droid's control center exploded. Well, that happens, like, outside the the thing. And there's actually an amazing story about that, um, that specific droid, that, that R5 unit. Um... That R5 unit blowing <laughs> blew up on purpose, committed suicide, what? and saved the galaxy. So this is Whoa. this this is true. This is canon. Are you, are you ready for this? This is a huge tangent. I, I don't know how I feel about this. This is true. This is okay. All true. All canon. I'll cite my sources. Um, this actually comes from a, a collection of short stories called uh, "From a Certain Point of View." Uh, came out about two years ago or so, and it's 4D short stories that take place um, throughout episode four. I'm sorry, I have a question. 4D short stories are a thing. Like four zero. Oh my gosh. I thought you said 4D, like 3D no, sorry. and then 4D. So I'm like, you're reading it and it's popping out at you and like <laughs> shooting no. fragrances. No, sorry. I <laughs> you open the page, it's all... <laughs> Thanks, book. Amazing <laughs> interaction. Um, okay, no, sorry, I, I I like over enunciated it to make sure you didn't hear fourteen. Gotcha. Okay, so now forty short stories about forty different characters in Star Wars Episode Four uh, for the fortieth anniversary of that book coming out. Wow. Or sorry, the movie coming out. The book came out in like 2017. Anyway, one of the stories is about that R five unit. And these are all these stories are canon, and that story um, is about how R two D two meets up with that R five unit and tells him, "I have a message from like a princess that's super important. I need to complete this mission because a lot is riding on me." And so R two were those his exact words? Yes. Okay. And so R two basically told this R five unit, "Like I got to get off this sand crawler and like." you know, get this message out. I, I have to, I have to like go. And so when they got to the, the Lars homestead and were, you know, getting like sold and then the, the, uh, the Lars initially took that R5 unit, the R5, there's a moment in the movie where the R5 looks back at R2D2 and there's this shot of R2D2, like looking all like, I get as desperate or sad as a droid can look. <laughs> <laughs> and and then that's when R5 blows up and like quite literally like short circum short circuits himself short circumcised himself <laughs> That is a huge sacrifice <laughs> Who does that to themselves Oh man but to save the galaxy James <laughs> James would you circumcise Would you? yourself to save the galaxy? You stole my question. Well, I just I just said it first. No, I would not. I don't think you would the galaxy. I would say yes, but like you give me the scalpel. I don't think I'm I don't think uh, I no. That's not going to happen. So R5 blows himself up. Circumcise yourself. That isn't where we were. We were, let's go before that. (laughs) 
he blows himself up. To, he sacrifices himself. To get R2-D2 sold so he can go on and save the galaxy. Wow. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not true. Why not? I don't know. <laughs> That's well thought out. I don't know. If I didn't see it in the movie, it's not true. Your biggest piece of evidence is that R2 looked sad and desperate. I'm sorry. He doesn't have a face. All he's got is a control center, a head that spins around, and sounds that go like, when he's sad. R5D4, also called the Red One by Luke Skywalker. This is, okay, this is... You want to hear a direct quote from R2-D2 to R5-D4? <laughs> okay. I am not – I will send you a screenshot of this. I swear this is, this is on Wikipedia canon. All right. Direct screen – wait, not direct quote. I'm going to – I'm just going to do it. I'm not even going to read it. I want you to read this quote. All right. So here's a direct quote from R2-D2 to R5-D4. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you, friend. You may have saved the galaxy today. I will never forget you. <laughs> I do not remember him saying that. It's not in the movie. <laughs> so, uh, oh, man. Oh, oh, my gosh. Why is that so funny? <laughs> and I'm just pushing. Author of this short story, Ray Carson. Ray Carson, legendary. By the way, legendary Star Wars author. A great um, job. I'm yeah. proud of you. I'm impressed, and I'm not making fun of you. But it's just like to picture in my brain sitting down. <laughs> now you're going to the Swedish chef playing at a jazz show, but. What's funnier to me than him just writing like beep beep boop bop blah blah dap bop is to put English words mm-hmm. in, in dialogue to these these droid characters yep. that do not speak English. That's very funny. It's like, what would R two say to R five D four? Yeah, I know. Here's here's the voice of R two. Thank you, friend. You may have saved the galaxy today. I will never forget you. He uses very short sentences. It's very Hemingway. I, I have I have more quotes to, to share with you. Okay. More, more quotes between these two. I, I, want, I want you to read these live. I'm R2-D2, and I'm on an important mission. I'm R5-D4. No mission that I know of. My memory was wiped four years ago. R2-D2 and R5-D4. Unfortunately... R5-D4 was on a huge mission. He just didn't know it at the time. A mission of self-sacrifice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Another one? <laughs> I must be... Oh, okay. <clears throat> I must be sold tomorrow. I have to escape the sand crawler. The fate of the galaxy depends on it. Is that why your... <laughs> Is that why your picture was deep on my access compartment? <laughs> You were sabotaging your competition. <laughs> yes, please. The rebellion needs your help. That's R2D2 and R5D4 again. I think there's more going on here than we know. 
<laughs> and now we see uh, R5D4 exploding in a, a blaze of, of pink clouded yeah. glory. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, God send. God send. Yeah. God's Godspeed R5D4. Yeah. So just for the reference in this short story, um, <laughs> R5 is uh, sleeping, which is a thing that machines do apparently. Well, that's what R2 did all of the Force Awakens. Oh, that's true. Uh, like like low power mode, yeah. So R5 was in low power mode, was awoken by R2, who was in the process of sabotaging him to ensure that he would be the only remaining functional astromech that the Jawas had for sale. Ooh, R5. Hold on. This is getting dark. It. Uh, yeah. How do we know that R5 gave himself? How do we know that R2 didn't do something to him? Or her? Is R2 a murderer? And for what it's worth, R5 goes by he. he okay. He, him, male pronoun. He, him. Um, wow. Okay, so now that we understand the thought process of the droid, mm-hmm. just help me understand the location of it, of the brain. Okay, Why yeah, is it yeah, always yeah. in the head? Let's get this. Uh, let's get back to this, yeah. Because so. we're talking about, like, we're trying to kill them. Now, granted, this one is about self-sacrifice. Yes. Um, but what about like the killing of droids? Yeah. Okay. My, my bet. Th- so there's no like, there's no canonical answer. There's no like Wikipedia, like boom, here it is. My best. Well, there should be. Who my, writes? I mean, I mean, it's a, it's a wiki page. So I guess anybody can. Yeah. You should. Right and, now, this is becoming canon. Am I editing? No, I can't. It's, it's not canon. Because the, the canon pages need, like, citations from canon materials. Okay. But the but the <laughs> Legends page... I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Uh, same thing. Needs references from Legends uh, materials. So, the... Uh, why are they always in the heads? My thought, my thought here... Tell me, tell me what you think of this. My thought here... First of all, it's a simple explanation that all of the processing units would be in the same place. Not necessarily the head. We'll get to the head. But the processing units would be in the same place. Because if you're mass... Okay, mass production, economy of scale, da-da-da-da-da, right? Could you imagine, like, okay, how many... Like, how much would a MacBook cost if Apple had to rearrange the internal components for every individual one that they shipped? And the external component components. And the you external. You could have like a Picasso keyboard. That'd be fun. That'd be, yeah. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah. But but here, but that's my point, right? Those laptops would be wildly uh, like expensive, number one. They'd cost a fortune. But number two, and I think more importantly for like the Confederacy, which the, the separatists, is they'd be getting different functionalities and different like qualities out of different droids. And they just wanted, we can rely on this model to do this much in these situations. It's good. Now, that addresses why put all the processors in the same place. The real question, though, is why are they in the heads and not just the middle of the torsos? Mm-hmm. That seems like it, it genuinely seems like a safer place. Does it? Okay, so let's say, like, if I'm, this is getting very dark very quickly. Yes. And I've never tried to shoot somebody before. 
Yep. But I would think that it would be easier to hit somebody in the gut than in the head. Yeah. But, like, why do droids need heads at all? <laughs> it's, it's just, true. like, ancillary. It's not structural. It's not, you know, whatever. You put all the processing stuff in the torso, and then you can, like, you can armor the heck out of it. Give it, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. I, I, I get not putting the central processing units in the arms or legs because those can get chopped off or, you know, caught in things or whatever, and then you lose the whole droid. But like, or just bump a corner. Yeah, they're oh, they're real fragile. Yeah, <laughs> I stubbed my toe today. If my toe, if my toe held my brain, yeah. oh. I'd be dead right now. Be dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing. <laughs> so yeah, I get. I, I can reasonably say, yeah, processors should all be in the same place in all the droids, or at least in each model of droid. But why heads? It's a great question. Thank you. And that like that gets to a lot of questions that I'm sure we'll unpack as this podcast continues. But Palpatine's strategy, and or it's not Palpatine yet. What's his name before all this goes down? Who's he when he's controlling all the droids and the separatists and all that? Like kind of the shadow ruler guy. That's, he's not Sidious. That's yes. Oh, he's Darth Sidious. It's Palpatine and Darth Sidious, yeah. Yeah, but we don't know. So it, his, I mean, we know, but his, the brilliant Jedi don't know yet. The 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 public persona is Palpatine, but the shadow government. When but like yeah, so when he's appearing in his like robe and cloak and stuff to like Count Dooku and General Grievous, he's known as Darth Sidious. Yeah, so Darth Sidious. There, I mean, there's just some inconsistencies that are there. Yeah, if I'm really trying to become this like master ruler of the galaxy mm-hmm. i think i'm going to approach things differently and the starting point is probably not giving the droids heads and like giving them the exact same anatomy mm-hmm. if you will as humans right it's like how do you kill a human well the exact same way you kill a droid <laughs> yeah <laughs> like why not make it weird right like, make it weird, palps. You could probably Sid? find a, a G- Sid? Yeah. Sidious? <laughs> do you think, the, do you think the, the bad kid from Toy Story grew up to be Sidious? Disney. Yes, 100%. 100%. Uh, no, he didn't. No, no, hold on. Let's rewind there. Okay. That is not the same person because if Sid, the kid from Toy Story, were Sidious... Those brains would be in really weird spots. That's that is also very true. <laughs> <laughs> that is entirely accurate. You've never said a, a more wise thing on this podcast. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I and I mean that very sincerely. <laughs> <laughs> and I probably never will. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, James, I have a new segment for you. I can't wait. Okay, this is a segment uh, that we are going to be calling the Jedi Mind Trick, okay? Okay. This segment is going to consist of some kind of what-if statement. One of us is going to, and in future episodes, of course, you can do this yourself, but I'm just going to start this one. 
the way this is going to work, one of us throws out a hypothetical scenario and we talk about all the dumb and weird ways that that would have changed the story, that it would have changed Star Wars canon and Star Wars history forever. Okay? So okay. we are each going to, you know, we'll each write up our own what if sentences and bring them to future episodes. But here's mine. Here's the first edition, first edition of the Jedi Mind Trick. James, I want to ask you, what would have happened if in episode three, after Order 66, when the newly minted Darth Vader goes to the Jedi Temple to slay all the rest of the Jedi, Ugh. if he walks in to where the younglings are hiding and he ends up getting actually subdued by the younglings, all the younglings are fine. They survive. They're, they're good. In <laughs> fact, they, they save the galaxy. And Darth Vader is found, you know, later on by a bunch of Jedi like Obi-Wan and Yoda and stuff. Subdued, tied up, whatever. What happens next? What is the next scene? So basically, Anakin walks in. The youngling looks at him and says, what are we going to do now, Master Skywalker? Yeah. He busts out the lightsaber and then the kids kick the crap out of him. Yes. Well, one, what if, is the security footage that Obi-Wan looked at would have been a lot better and less heartbreaking. That is true. And probably <laughs> would have gone viral. And it would be like, look at this this Jedi master turned bad, get embarrassed by younglings. Yeah. <laughs> Watch what happens next. So that's the first thing I can think of. That's the is first there a problem thing. of our generation that the first thing I think of is like how that footage would go viral? That's... A really interesting. That's yeah. That's funny. We'll use that in our another our other podcast. So that's one what if we have so many other podcasts. Yes, the other what if um, Pops is killing Anakin, right? Like he's just subdued. Yeah. Right. Oh, maybe he doesn't get killed. He gets subdued yeah. and arrested. Yeah. And Episode Four then is no longer a New Hope. Episode Four is the trials of Anakin Skywalker. Whoa. And it's a true crime series. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Do you? I, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, oh, but, but. But. Order 66 still happens. Yes. Palpatine still takes power. Yeah. But does that mean that eventually clones wander into where the younglings are? And then the clones massacre the kids? Oof. So no matter what happens, the younglings are dead. <laughs> and then do they just like set Vader free? And then he he kills all the clones so that no one ever knows what happened. And then he destroys the the footage and the rest of like literally the rest of the story goes on as normal. <laughs> Except he never killed kids. Except it was never him. That makes his redemption a little more believable. Yeah, he's the uh, the Sith master with a heart of gold. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I still have to think that that Palpatine knows Palpatine knows this happens. So Pops then kills Anakin yeah. and finds a new second. Yeah. And then the next trilogy is about somebody else's son. <laughs> would the would Palps' new apprentice be one of the younglings that subdued Anakin? Oh, dude, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That'd wow. be, and then yeah. you'd never have the I am your father moment. Nope. It'd just be like, your father tried to kill me. That'd be the big reveal. 
Yeah. And the that apprentice would only be like what, maybe five or six years older than Luke? Yeah. Be a pretty young yeah. Yeah. Have a lot of vitality. And but it would still be heart wrenching for Luke. He'd still be like, Your father tried to kill me and Luke's all No <laughs> Impossible And then jump off the tower. I don't yeah, think why not? I don't why not? <laughs> I don't think that that necessitates quite the same emotional like reaction. Yeah, probably not. No. <laughs> so, your father tried to kill me versus like, I'm your father and I killed a bunch of kids. Yeah. I remember that line in episode five where he explicitly, as he tells him that he's his father, is like, also, there's this one detail. <laughs> I am your father. I killed a bunch of younglings. That's like, in there. He like, kind of whispers it. Yeah. You have, to t- you have to turn the volume way up to hear it. Yes. <laughs> it was it was originally a deleted scene. It- <laughs> okay. So I'm also imagining an alternate Star Wars universe. Yeah. Where the younglings I mean if they if they fight off Anakin, they're pretty studly, right? Like they're beasts. Oh yeah. I'm picturing a new trilogy where they rise up against the Emperor. Whoa. Okay. And then Luke shows up on the scene. They're like, dude, shut up and stop whining. We got this. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Me too. And they could, you know, destroy some shield generators. (laughs) Um, Pick up some brooms with the force. Yeah. Whatever happened to that kid? We'll never know. We'll never know. He is uh, another youngling that had no future. (laughs) So what... Of all of the scenarios that are that are out there, what would make for the best sequel to episode three if the younglings subdue Vader? Hmm. We have the trials of Anakin Skywalker. Yep. We have Anakin Skywalker. Still, uh, the clones rescue him and, and kill the kids, and then he kills the clones and becomes Vader, yep. who never killed those kids. So That's nothing very, changes. Nothing changes except for the fact that he didn't kill kids. Yeah. So one is he's I already I already messed up. Yeah. So one is The Trials of, of Anakin does, Skywalker. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's, it's, the Trials of Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. We have Anakin continues as Vader but just never killed the kids. Yeah. We have one where the younglings then lead the resistance. Yeah. And then we have another where one of the younglings becomes Palpatine's new apprentice. Yes. Of those four, which is the best? I would most want to watch. Okay, I've got two answers. I would most want to watch the one where one of the kids becomes Palpatine's apprentice. Okay, because like the you know what kind of like vetting process does Palpatine have? He's got like a he just has like a collection of like successful children, and he's there has to be one person in that kid's life who they don't want to see die. Okay. There has to be, yeah, angst and fear and all that fun stuff. But, okay, so th- that's my first answer. I would most want to watch, uh, you know, Palpatine chooses a new apprentice from among the younglings. But I would most want to see George Lucas write The Trials of Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because imagine that script. We know how good he did with the script for all the political Mm -hmm. and legal discussions in the prequel trilogy. 
everybody's favorite part of the prequel trilogy. That was the that was one of the best parts yeah. of the Skywalker saga was the scenes in the Senate deliberating trade disputes and negotiations. Yep. So I would love to see George Lucas write a some kind of a legal proceeding. So here's an idea. They, those can both happen. We can have a Netflix. We can have a Netflix true crime series that's the crimes or the trials of Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, that would be a great Netflix series. So you're talking and like that can a still happen with one of the younglings becoming the new apprentice. You're totally right. Yeah, it's the best of both worlds. And we get a spin-off series like a like a CSI Coruscant. And then the rest of the surviving younglings can lead the next rebellion. Yeah. And then one of them becomes Palpatine's apprentice. And basically it just is about Palpatine going systematically one by one. Through all the younglings. Through all the younglings. <laughs> wow. Okay, I like it less all of a sudden. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> Destroy the Shield Generator is created by Joseph Jasper and James Walker. Our theme music is produced by Roy Thompson, who's better known as Royish Good Looks. You can support him through the links in our show notes. Join us next time on Destroy the Shield Generator. But until then, always remember... It's going to be great. Great.